Hi, this is Eileen Perez. You're listening to the CBH Podcast. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tuesday, November 8th. It's election day. Are we voting? Did you vote? People don't get into the midterm stuff, right? They get and they're like, uh, uh, I just like to vote for the president. We should probably vote today too. Everybody vote today. I'm voting today. Got to do it. It's got to be done. It's your civic duty. But you know, I don't like to, I, I, I can't get into the news. I, I know people that just, it's on all day and it just does nothing but make them upset and I won't do it. I can't. I can't do it. It's not healthy for me. I have recognized that it's not healthy for me, and I'm not going to do it. So I'm an informed voter. (laughs) I know enough to make a conscientious choice for the greater good of man, and uh, that's about all I want to do with it. (laughs) I'm not interested in the professional wrestling antics that is politics. I can't stand um, uh, ruining a human as sport, and that's what it is. It's ruining a human for sport. And um, and you watch people just getting off on it. I mean, really, just they can't wait. They can't wait for something terrible to come up so they can just sink their ugly teeth into it. You know, but if this was their uncle or their niece, they would never. They would never. But because it's the, the opposite political party, we just have to, we have to bury them deep. You know, they're just pure evil. It's just un, uh, it's unimaginable that, that people would choose... <sighs> politics over being a human um i don't want to get into it it's not my thing it's not my thing be an informed voter the rest of it is just entertainment it's made for you to look at the television and then buy um shampoo you know like it's not this is not um it's not actual information it's entertainment if you're looking at cnn or fox news or any other one it's it's pure entertainment you could you could get all the news in about 12 minutes (laughs) 12 minutes is about all the news you actually need. Uh, that would be plenty. <laughs> bombarded by it all day and these and these names that trigger things inside of people. Forget it. Fuck it. Uh, that's it for me. My time is over here in uh, in Washington. I got to get to New York tomorrow. We, uh, we begin uh, Aida on Thursday. I also have a concert almost immediately Thursday night. Um, at Carnegie Hall for uh, the centennial celebration of Arena di Verona. Arena di Verona. And I'm going to sing something. And it seems super unorganized. <laughs> I love my Italians. I, I really do. They're, they're a joy. The Italian people are a joy to me. They, they bring you into their home. They welcome you. They're, you. You could be old friends with an Italian very quickly. They're wonderful people. A wonderful people. But it is unorganized. <laughs> the stereotype is true. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to be at Carnegie Hall on Thursday night. And I'm going to sing something. That's as bad as much as I know. <laughs> Which is fine. And then on, um, on um, um, Sunday, this Sunday at uh, Geffen Hall, uh, the Tucker Gala. Sunday night, the Big Tucker Gala, uh, one of my favorite things to do. It's it's uh, we're we're honoring the incredible Angel Blue this year, the big winner, and um, 
uh, well deserved and 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 uh, probably overdue, and and I'm thrilled she's getting it. Couldn't be happening to a lovelier person, and uh, and so we're gonna have a big. You know that Tucker Gala kind of turns into a big Verdi show. Generally, uh, it has been my experience that it's just blockbuster after blockbuster. Nobody, nobody rolls into the Tucker Gala with lightweight rep. Now, we have a couple of um, uh, superstars joining us this year, or so I've been told. <laughs> uh, and they're and they're going to be uh, now um, joining us. Now, the thing with superstars is. Um, when they get to a certain point in their superstardom, they don't have to bring blockbuster rep anymore, or they don't they don't feel the need to. Um, uh, and so that, <laughs> that so it's going to be blockbuster night and and nostalgia night. That's my that's that's my um, prediction. Which will it's not going to get me in trouble. It could, but you know, I, I don't know. None of those people listen to me. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good night. It's always a good night, and and um, it's hard to get a bunch of singers in the same room and not pay them. But uh, they managed to do it. They really managed to do it. It's wonderful. It's it's a it's a it's a great trick. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it, it's um, uh, it truly is just it, you know it's it's the people that are in New York at the time, and maybe some people fly in. I flew in one year. Um, uh, but you know, generally it's people who are at the Met, and and you've got to get a Met release. It's not this is not such an easy thing to be done. It's always on a Sunday, which typically in the past was was a Metropolitan Opera day off. Um, that is no longer the case. The Met works on Sunday now, and so this is probably something that's more difficult to put together with who can and who can't, um, who can be available and who can't. And and the Met is gracious for, for allowing any of us to get out to go do it because they don't have to. You know, in each in each contract, there's a a, a non competition clause. Uh, you got to read the contract deep, and I've I've read them a, a few of them deep just to find out what's generally in these things, and and sure enough, it says and and will actually give you kind of like a mileage, um, you know, artist agrees to not perform within 150 miles of the Metropolitan Opera three months before or three months after the contract. Now look, I mean that's just that's a broad swipe, and 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 um, the Met generally has no trouble with any sort of other thing you may be doing. But if it's during the period and it's something that's making money, then there might be some hesitation. But if it's for charity or for it's nonprofit or, or it's, um, or it's two months down the line and a hundred miles away, they, they're generally not going to have a problem with it, but it, it's language they need to put in there, especially when, you know, in the old days when they had superstars come in and, and, you know, there was cachet with being the only place that presented so-and-so. Yeah, and and so that that was a that's kind of a hangover, but it's not it's not strictly enforced. Although we adhere to it and we make sure that we get permissions and all that, but it's not typically something that's so stringent anymore. And I don't think anybody wants to get in anybody's way, you know. It, as long as you're not drawing drawing ticket sales in a different direction, which is which is I think is the fear, uh, you know, a bit of redundancy and then a bit of a ticket draw. Uh, but but again, you're really only dealing with a very small percentage of singers that might actually do that. Um, boy, that's a lot of shop talk. That's it's <laughs> neither here nor there. And I have loved my time home, and um, I have I have uh, done the dirty work that needs to be done to start the next project. And I'm looking forward to uh, this classic Aida at the Met. It's a 25 or 30 year old production, and that's going to be it for it. This is the last time it's going to run. Uh, there's a new one coming, I think, in two seasons. I'm not a part of that one, but um, 
but I am happy to be a part of this one, and it's a grand old thing, and and I think it's old. I think it's in a lot of ways, you know, the the sets that are built in a show are never they're not built to go thirty years. It's not it's not how they're made. Now they're steel reinforced. I mean, underneath the structure is steel. It's not going to fall down, but the the production on top of it, the house or the wall or the roof or whatever whatever. Um, uh, material we're supposed to be standing on. Um, this generally doesn't have a 30-year shelf life, and it has to go into storage. All the storage is in New Jersey, and, and these things get put on trucks, and every time it gets moved, it takes some damage. You know, it's kind of like your luggage. Every time you travel, your, your luggage takes a little bit more damage, a little bit more damage, and, you know, it doesn't take long, you know, a couple years before those suitcases need to get um, replaced. Uh, you know, I do it all the time. I did it yesterday. Perfectly honest, I did. I bought two suitcases yesterday. It's not, it's um, you know, it just it. There's wear, natural wear and tear, and the and the opera set is very very similar. And so these things, I don't think anybody built it with the idea that thirty years later it might still be around. You know, they may, they may build it with the intention that you could repair it or rebuild it or something. You know, they've they've given you a way to to fix it long term. But it's not like you know. Um, it's just, it would, it would take maintenance like anything, just like your house takes maintenance. And, and so often these things don't, they get inspected for safety, but it's not, you know, they, they'll push it as far as they can before it needs to, before big dollars need to go into it. And plenty of times, and I've read this, this is no secret that, you know, a Met production can't come back unless there's millions of dollars in repair work done to it. Um, that's, that's a, that's a thing. You know, just because you buy a production once and put it up doesn't mean it's going to keep uh, keep making you money forever. It, it it's um, generally has to be something that's that's um, uh, you know reconsidered and and um, and repaired. Like anything, you got to take care of it. The the uh, the Met Boehm production, which of course the whole world is in love with, and I'm in love with, and I'm going to do again in the spring. <sighs> I got to tell you, it's it's falling apart. And it's stunning, but there are holes. <laughs> there are actual holes. There are places that are compromised that you can't step. You know, the, the whole fourth act takes place on the roof. And we're running around this roof, and there's there's spots that are marked that say that, that you are not to stand on. <laughs> Don't step here. Don't lean here. There's a, there's a bit of that. And it's not, a, it's not unsafe. You know, if you went through it, you'd go through it, but it would ruin the, it might ruin the scene a little bit. If you put your foot through a, a roof, which I which I know has happened, forty oh. four year old Coline, I had no idea. You know, I didn't know in my life that so much of my career was going to be this one character. And um, you know, he, it's not that he's uninteresting, but um, he's certainly not, <laughs> he's not the most dynamic character. It's not some huge arc I get to <laughs> get to make. But it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and I've done it with a bunch of people, and it's a great way for for uh, singers to to bond. Um, you know, act act one and act four, even act two. You know, act two in a lot of ways. It, it's a it's a it's a time to bond. It's a it's a singer bonding opera, and, and I think the audience can feel that when the when the bros when the boys are having a good time. I think the opera is successful. I mean, you know, as long as the soprano dies, the opera is successful. But um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's served well by believable characters around it. That's my two cents from a guy who sings a tertiary role in the show. <laughs> I do love it. I've sung it all over the world. I've sung it more than anything else in more opera houses, and and uh, you know, every 
every time it cranks up, I get that feeling again. I go, oh, right. You know, Bohem was the first thing I ever saw, too. Uh, and it was on TV and... and and, uh, you know, just hearing the just hearing the first page of music and you go, right, okay, we're in it. Let's go. Let's see what happens. I know what happens. <laughs> I know what happens, but we have fun along the way. Let's have some fun along the way. Anyway, I've been uh, fairly inconsistent. I apologize for that. Uh, back on track now, heading into New York. There's a lot of people to talk to, a lot of folks that, are gonna, that I'm going to make come and talk to me. <laughs> it's lovely that I've made it to a point where people feel, um, feel like they shouldn't say no, which is great. Uh, five years ago I'd get no one to to come and sit with me and talk but now I now pretty much everybody has to say yes in a way (laughs) Uh, right. anyway so going forward now lots of consistency here from the CBH podcast I know that I need it I know that I feel better when I do it just like the gym I feel better when I've done it it's sometimes tough to turn up the mics but but um um, when when this thing is paying out, it's really paying out for me, and I and I I do enjoy that that aspect of of uh, of its therapy. May you all have a great week. I'm planning on seeing you Thursday. That's my plan. And uh, next show from uh, New York City as we start the Aida production at the Metropolitan Opera and a a, a big week of of um, concerts and shows, and then it'll calm down. Things calm down. It, it, what happens at the Met is that it gets very, very exciting for for a, a week and a half, and then it calms back down. Uh, it's it's funny how all the things sort of stack up, and you just sort of survive through the week and 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 get yourself to opening, and then after opening, you kind of you know lean into the run, which um, which is always enjoyable. I like when that when the pressure goes away and the people sort of the backstage calms down a little bit. Not so many people in your dressing room and, and you can just sort of get to work and tell the story. That's that's really what it is. Anytime I'm starting to get nervous or starting to get in my own head about something, I go, just go tell the story. That's all you, the, your whole job is to tell this story. Go do that. Go do that the best you possibly can. Go do that uh, up up to what they expect from you. And that's, that's it simplifies it enough to make it um, um, a very, very simple task. I love you for listening. Everybody, have a great week. And we'll see you back here Thursday. All right. Thanks. Bye.